Well, I'm Blake with this George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, Strong and Powerful, Anisha Deshpande. Anisha, are you ready to do this? Yes, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go. Anisha is a former HR executive who successfully hired over 20,000 people across 150 countries. She's now helping um, leaders become more effective and lead organizations with great cultures and create great environments where people love to work. She is the principal of Loglab, and her newest book is The Comeback. Anissa, excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, more about your work, why you do what you do. Yeah. Well, um, as I mentioned to you, I am a California native, born and raised. I went to school up in Berkeley, came back down to LA where my roots are and have been here since. I have about uh, 30 years of experience. Gosh, that makes me feel so old. 30 years of experience (laughs) in HR, IT, finance and strategy. And for the last eight years, I've been primarily focused um, on modern leadership um, and running an executive coaching business. Uh, helping leaders really modernize their approaches for the world we live in. As you know, the working world is becoming more and more complex every day. And I think leaders have a tall order. And so really helping them think through that and being the best leaders that they can be. So modern leadership, what does that mean? Well, um, one of the things I tell companies and leaders is particularly today is the number one thing that is actually killing businesses is leadership and specifically it's leadership teams and what typically happens is the ceo hires an amazing group of leaders really talented folks but then he or she fails to unify them and get them aligned to what they're trying to achieve as a business right it's, they don't create that first team principle they're not advocating for the company over their specific functions. And that causes a lot of internal friction, turmoil. And actually, I believe that's a lot of the cause of burnout at the lower levels of the organization because people are constantly competing for the same resources and fighting about priorities and not really aligned to what the company needs to achieve to be successful. So perhaps CEO hired great people but unfortunately, too often they become siloed and are just trying to get as many resources for their group as as they can to accomplish what they perceive to be their mission instead of making sure that we are being mindful of moving the entire enterprise forward. That's right. And I compare it a lot to sports teams, right? You can have amazing talent on a sports team. You can have the best talent in the world, but if the coach isn't aligning the team, executing the right plays, there's no way that's going to be a winning team. And, you know, taking it a step further, if you have amazing pitching, but, you know, you lose the game, it doesn't really matter, right? And when we apply that same concept to companies, I see so many leaders say, well, it wasn't me. It was sales that didn't do their part, or it was ops that didn't do their part, or it was HR that didn't do their part. Well, if not everyone's doing their part to achieve that goal, there's no way the company can win. You know, I think that as I look out across just the United States in general, it seems like we're sort of slipping into that trap kind of as well. Yes. Examples of great leadership are hard to find anywhere you look these days, right? Um, We just, we don't have them in, you know, I don't want to get political, but we're we're seeing the same issues come up in the government. We're seeing the same issues come up in corporations. And this is something that we have to address. 
how do we get people aligned to achieve a certain goal? And while I can't fix government, I can certainly fix corporations and help with those types of leadership issues. And that's what I do. So um, I have a program that I call the Modern CEO Program, which is a six-month program that helps a CEO align their leadership team. And the first thing we do is really define a 12-month, what we call end zone goal or true north or something that everyone can align to. And it's got to be crystal clear. It's got to be uh, very compelling and something people can remember as they're doing their day-to-day work. And so we define that, then we assess the team and we make sure that we've got people that can actually be company leaders. And then we work with the CEO to help coach those leaders to be that amazing leadership team that they need it to be. And it trickles down to the rest of the organization because everyone is aligned. Is it hard, easy? Does it vary coming up with that true north? It's hard um, because, and most most CEOs you talk to will tell you, well, everybody knows what the goal is this year. It's mm. to grow revenue, right? It's, it's to penetrate strategic accounts. So getting to that true north really takes time. It's got to be specific enough that people can align around it, but not so specific that it becomes corporate jargon or too long for people to remember. So yeah, that we spend a good chunk of time, usually about one to the first two months of the program, really coming up with that true north. And, you know, my coaching program is a lot like having a personal trainer. I was just talking to somebody about this uh, an hour ago, actually. You know, you really get the results that you when you put in the effort. And so you've got to be committed to making real change, to hearing what you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear, and to putting the work in to get this running. It's got to be a top priority for you in order to be successful. But too often, if, if you're not intentional about this, I mean, I have not seen a leadership team not be intentional about this and be successful. Um, sometimes you see in, in some of these teams where they're not being intentional, you find a lot of low-grade bonding, a lot of people you know, having meetings after meetings, complaining to the CEO about various things, right? And thinking that they're sides on a team. And so those are the types of things that you want to avoid. And that's where a modern CEO really needs to get ahead and align his team to execute those plays and to win the game. That are really good and important stuff there. Um, low grade bonding. I don't know that I've ever heard that term, but I can yeah. absolutely, I could see the, the conversation afterwards it's you know it's the email <laughs> afterwards yeah which yeah. is evidence that we've not done the work that we wanted to do in our meeting that's right and that that's what where the time set comes in and it's actually even an energy drain after a while like low grade bonding is one of those things that feels good for a few minutes but after a while it actually takes more energy from you and it leaves you with less energy, right? It leaves you drained. It's almost like an energy vampire. And so, you know, we want to make sure that we are getting those issues resolved in an open, transparent way. We're having the right conversations. Everyone understands why we're doing something as a company because it makes sense for that company goal that we're trying to achieve. I imagine that this is something that we have so many blind spots and we follow predictable patterns of behavior and we do things the way we've always done them. So very beneficial to have somebody come in with a fresh set of eyes and know none of those things. 
Right. Well, a lot of times too, I, I hear from CEOs, like I hire great people and I get out of their way. I'm sure you've heard that from a lot of folks. I think that is a very traditional leadership uh, mantra, leadership technique. But I think in today's world, that just doesn't work anymore. Is it trust but verify? I don't mean to throw cliches at you. <laughs> yeah. It's it's it is it it's a line. That's what I'm going to call it, right? Uh, it's it's getting aligned. It's having those conversations as as a team and figuring out what needs to get done as a team. And sometimes that means that I give up some resources because sales need the sales needs those resources more. Ops needs those resources more. Depending depending on what the problem is. Right. So it's coming in with the mindset of, I want the company to achieve its goals. And I understand I'm a part of that. I advocate for my function, but I, I make the decision for what's right based on what the company needs, not based on what I need. So once you're able to help an organization create that compelling vision, that the, 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 true north, and the next step is assessing the team members. I bet that's a little tricky right there. If you had, it turns Very out tricky. your head of marketing has been with you for 15 years, but. You'd be surprised at the number of people that don't have the ability to operate at the company level, right? It really separates those company leaders from those that can only advocate for their function. And the CEO usually knows in the back of his head that this person hasn't been right for a bit of time, but they can't figure out why, right? Like there's just something that they can't articulate as to what the problem is. And so the next exercise that we go through to assess the team, we give team members very specific feedback for what they need to do. The CEO coaches them. This is up to him to coach them and have those direct and clear messages. I mean, I help the CEO craft them, but he goes in and has the conversation and then we see what they can do. We give them clear progress measures. We see if they're able to make that transition from a functional leader to a company leader. And sometimes, you know, it, it takes a little bit of coaching and they get there. And sometimes, you know, they're, they're best off as being a number two in a function, not being the functional leader at representing the function at the leadership table. So did you say functional leader to company leader or did I cross those up? No, you got it right. So, you know, one of the things we ask the CEO to do is to evaluate whether someone is operating purely as a functional leader or as a company leader representing that function. Got it. That's a really important distinction. It is. It is. And you'd be surprised at uh, how often... We have to do some real coaching in that area to get people to where they need to be. Or get rid of them. Yes, or get rid of them. <laughs> Hopefully we can coach them. Yeah, we want to help. Yeah. Is, do you find that most people are? It's, it varies, I'm sure. It's 50-50, yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, it's, it's like anything else. Um, sometimes it, it varies because it depends on how the person landed in the role and how they've been showing up. And sometimes, you know, and how long the, the company has enabled behavior that isn't consistent with where you're trying to go. So, okay. CEO's ability to coach the team. What it, he or she says, I... I'm not a coach. I'm, 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 I'm the CEO. Yeah. A CEO is a coach, right? Uh, that is their number one role. And 
I actually don't get that as often as I get. Well, I've been coaching them and I'm not, uh, it's not working. And then sometimes we need to bring in, like I'll need to coach the person directly or we'll need to bring in somebody else to coach them through it because sometimes that outside perspective is what's needed. Yeah. And I guess it's not, it's not obvious to me that, or perhaps I'm always, always tell me that I'm wrong, Anissa. (laughs) Is, is it, I mean, having a conversation and feeling like you have rapport with somebody and you're getting through is not necessarily the same as actually coaching and having a system or a process. That's right. And, you know, you can have, you need to see the results at the end of the day, right? And you need to be able to give them actionable things that they can take, make into their own and execute on. And so, um, you know, I think a CEO's role is to coach where they can, but to identify when the coaching needs to happen from somewhere else, right? To get them the resources that they need to be successful. And sometimes the CEO can do that. And sometimes they need an an external resource to do that. And so that's part of the evaluation that we go through. But you're investing a lot in this leadership team, right? And so getting someone a coach is, you know, and giving them a chance before letting them go is really a good investment. There's a ton of institutional knowledge typically right? It's usually something that we can, that a coach can help figure out or, or at least give some guidance as to, hey, I think this person can get there or not. And it's an outside person coming in and giving you another evaluation of the leader and his or her capabilities. I appreciate that. How often do you encourage organizations at the end of, of, of your six-month um process or program with within an organization how often do you say this is when you need to revisit what that true north is yeah i i tell them to revisit the true north on an annual basis at least and um, most most companies do it as part of if they have a strategic planning exercise or an operating plan exercise on an ongoing basis they'll do it as part of that Um, And just make sure, because I think you need something fresh every year. There's new trends coming into the market. There's new things that you have to navigate. And so it should just be part of what you're doing from an overall planning perspective. Got it. And how do I know if my organization is ready for your process? Well, um, I think if you are uh, not seeing the business results that you're looking for, if you're noticing that people get along really well with you, but maybe don't work well together as a team, if you're seeing people advocate for their function over the company, or if you simply don't have that true north, uh, I think that's a time to to reach out and, and give me a call and see if it's something I can help with. I like it. Well, Anissa, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with you? Where can they get a copy of the book, The Comeback? Yeah, so you can find me on LinkedIn, Anissa Deshpande. Uh, you can also check out my website, thelogelab.net, T-H-E-L-O-G-L-A-B. Um, and uh, you can check out the book on Amazon. It's called The Comeback. And it's uh, it's a little bit more about HR, but it's got a coaching component to it. It's how a company transforms the people aspects of their business to achieve uh, their revenue goals. And they go, they work with a coach. So you can kind of get a sense of the coaching style that I use. So it is a fictional uh, novel, but it, it's very much, I, I think it's called corporate fiction is 
the genre that uh, that we that we use nowadays for that type of novel. But yeah, it's it's a fun read. It doesn't take long, um, and if you like baseball and beer, it's a really great book. Awesome, I love it. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Anissa your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to loglab.net. It's L-O-G-L-A-B.net. You can find Anissa on LinkedIn. It's A-N-I-S-S-A. D-E-S-H-P-A-N-D-E and check out everything she's working on and get your copy of The Comeback as well. I'll link that in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Anissa. Thank you. And until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.